Welcome back to Battlefield. Um, happy Thursday, or should I say Friday Junior, because that's what everyone loves to know it as. Um, I'm your host, Jessica Trout, um, and we have been reading. Guys, we're pretty much done with season three. I've been wanting to end season three with the last chapter of Challenges of Firefighter Marriage by Ann and Mike. And, um, you know, I kind of gave up saying their last name. We're on chapter 24. Holy crap. Um, and it's called Don't Stop Believing," which is a really good note to end with. I just want to say happy Veterans Day. You know, I do want to point out, I know what Veterans Day is all about. I am very well aware of what it, you know, the military started Veterans Day. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Military was the main component of Veterans Day. And let me tell you something. I want to say to all the veterans out there, thank you for serving. Now it has come to my attention that as well as the military uniform, I know that firefighters and policemen of the retired have also become veterans as well to this day, on this day. Because, um, and I also believe that's correct because, you know, no matter what, it's still a uniform that you're serving your country in. Um, it doesn't really have to be camouflage. It can be the blue, it can be the red, it can be hell, even doctor, uh, doctors who are veterans, you know? I mean, it's not, I mean, if you think of the show MASH, if any of you have watched that, it's based in Vietnam and, um, you know, doctors who are wearing, yes, they are wearing the camouflage, but doctors who were just sent to Vietnam just to, um, you know, fix up the fallen or the people who were shot, um, you know, take care of those who were sick, shot, wounded. Um, and they were, and they are still celebrated as technically veterans. So, um, to be honest, I mean, I feel it's for the people in uniform, really. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there real quick before we start. Okay. So on the last chapter, don't stop believing. Um, I'm just probably going to read a little bit what Anne has wrote here so far. Um, it's kind of just, you know, I didn't really write any notes specifics like that points out anything that's, you know, really, really need to focus on. All this, this chapter as a whole is technically the main focus. So Anne writes, I once asked my husband, Mike, what makes me a good wife? I asked him this not because I was fishing for kudos, like, okay, maybe I was a little, which, by the way, we all do kind of as wives, but because I was just also looking for a column ideas. He is, after all, my muse, my best source for topics and subjects pertaining to firefighter marriage. Perhaps it was because we he just went to a journey concert, but he answered, you believe in me. You've always believed in me, and you've been a great at telling me so. I really need that from you. What does it mean to believe in someone? Believing is seeing. Seeing the diamond in the rough that no one else sees and assuming the best. It is giving someone support reassurance even when they fail, knowing they can do better next time and telling them so. A supportive spouse gives you another chance for a better outcome, time and time again. I believe a good wife speaks faith into her husband and in doing so, sets him up for a favorable result by giving him hope. That hope helps him rise up to overcome any obstacles. In a strong marriage, this belief, of course, is reciprocated. When two people believe in each other, they lift each other up when one of them fails or falls. 
That's usually all it takes to keep you going, with that one helpful person cheering you on. Pity the poor soul who has no one to pick them up, as they are so much more likely to quit in despair. Alright, so this quotation says it better than I ever could, which is why we, like so many other couples, included it in our wedding vows. I love, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And that's 1 Corinthians 13, 7. When you believe in your spouse, you see their potential. You tell them all that is good in them. You recognize their hidden strengths and talents, and this is inspiring. Together, you are stronger. You build each other up, and in so doing, receive a new and better sense of confidence. As a couple, you can reach greater heights, attain goals, and face adversity without fear, failure, without despair. When you believe in someone, they prosper. And when they prosper, so do you. As they climb, they reach back for you and help you up, and vice versa. Higher and higher you go, ascending those mountains and spurring each other. Successful people always point to having someone in their lives who believed in them. How beautiful it is when that person, that inspiration, is your very own spouse. When the person to whom you bear your soul, reveal all your secrets, and expose all your weaknesses, declares you to be absolutely wonderful, you cannot help but believe in them. When one who knows you best is truly in your corner, you can't lose. How reassuring this is, the tough arenas of life. When you believe in someone, you bring out the best in them. Your positive words drown out the negativity and criticism because your praise is stronger and nearer and louder. Belief gives forward momentum instead of killing it. Your confidence gives them confidence to keep moving, striving ever on with assurance that they surely can because you said so. When you believe in someone, they see themselves through your eyes and reflection and loving mirror of the champion they can be. They gain a new sense of courage. Oh, excuse me, little one. Are you wanting to say hi to everybody? See, mom life, mom life, no matter what, mom life. That's okay. And in a good marriage, this mutual discovery goes on and on as you experience new challenges together. For as life changes, so do we. With a supportive spouse, we can find hidden strengths that often exceed old ones and on occasion even surprise ourselves. This is called growing old together and not simply aging. When you believe in someone, they cling desperately to you as a life raft as they know you are their true source of safety and security. Having learned all those syncrasies and still having declared them to be your perfect match, they know they can trust you for future and pure advice as you surely have their best interests in mind. You see the good, you see the bad, you see the strength, you see the weakness, and yet you still believe this truly is a source of healing and renewal. Your love and your faith keeps them from drowning in a pool of fear and self-doubt. So, three blessings to always remember about firefighting. Firefighters love what they do. This is no small thing, and I've learned this personally. So many people simply drudge through their workday with grudging, acquaintance tolerating, but not loving what they do. And sadly, lots of folks even hate their jobs. All right? Dreaming, wishing for a way out. They're bored, tired, distracted, disinterested, or they become 
Like you can probably start a job saying, oh my gosh, I love my job so much. I'm going to love it forever. But really, guys, the reality is you become this overworked robot or zombie that has no brain and soul. And you're just kind of, you know, now just surviving throughout the day. Okay. But not firefighters, okay? They show up alive and alert, excited to face a day where literally anything can happen. It's exciting, it's challenging, it's never the same. It's physical, athletic, invigorating, and the adrenaline flows, heart races, lungs expand. Firefighters know they're alive. It's true because anything can happen during the day or night. I mean, every hour on the hour, minute on the minute, second on the second, and, he, and, and it changes. The events change for them. So they're able to, you know, do something different. I mean, it offers many avenues. Like, if you're not happy at one station, you can move to another. You can ride a truck. You can ride an engine. You can ride an aid car. You can work in the alarm center or investigate arson. You can promote. You can be a driver. You can be part of a special operations team. The opportunities are nearly endless. The variety offers something for everyone. The schedule is different. Sometimes it's a little hard on sleep. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but you can work big chunks of a time and have big chunks off, time off. This is typically more positive than negative for the whole family. When you do live with someone who loves what they do, you grow to love it too. Enthusiasm is contagious. Second blessing is firefighting has meaning. Firefighters save lives for a living. It doesn't get any better than that. They also save homes full of memories and priceless treasures, like photographs and beloved pets. Guys, <laughs> I can't, gotta tell you, I have a squirrel moment. I'm kind of going off the road here, but my husband... <laughs> okay, so they get a call. Okay, you know that cliche about firefighters saving cats from trees? Guys, they literally had to save a cat from a tree for reals. <laughs> There was these out-of-town folks, they were at a rest stop on the interstate, and they get a call, the firefighters get a call about a cat in a tree and would not come back down. <laughs> they had, family had their cat with them, the person carried the cat out of the car to get some fresh air, and the cat jumped out the yard and went up a tree. <laughs> so literally, the firefighting cliche is like literally living out to, they saved a cat from a tree. <laughs> It's great. Well, anyway, back to, yeah, so beloved pets. Love it. So, they show up on people's worst days and make them better. They restore order to chaos. They return the dead to the living. They get to see positive results from their actions. They are respected and appreciated by the public, and though they don't need it, it's nice to know. At the end of the workday, they feel proud of what they've accomplished and glad for having showed up. Firefighting is a noble calling you know, from the universe or God or whatever you believe in, it's calling sacrifice oneself it need be to preserve life. This devotion to humanity, the service to the community, is something a spouse can truly respect. And respect always makes marriage stronger. And firefighting is something children can be proud of as well. They believe in you too, firefighter, mom, or dad. Third blessing is firefighters get to work with amazing people. I mean, yes, it's dangerous and there are risk, extreme risks, 
But firefighters don't work alone. They work with highly trained, effective, capable people who together, side by side, reduce the risk to manage manageable levels. The job is less dangerous because the person staying next to you, the trust forms when you can put your life in another's hands and know it will be safe there. They get to expire, uh, expire, experience teamwork on levels most will never comprehend. They don't, they are not just fellow employees to each other, they become family. Therefore, from the first chapters in this, uh, in this podcast, we talked about the firefighting family is the second family then to the first. They cook together, they eat together, and they play games to see who has to do dishes, which, <laughs> that's fun. They pull pranks on each other, which I do not doubt that. Um, when one is injured, the other, the others call, send texts, and even forward encouraging articles like, why redheads feel more pain? Firefire humor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny. Considering I'm a strawberry blonde, so I'm a redhead. They make each other laugh with infamous beanery banter. They cheer each other up, and they are truly sad to see each other go when someone is transferred away or retires. And it makes a kind, a special kind of person to become a firefighter. When you do, you have the pleasure of being surrounded by such people. Extraordinary and amazing, caring and strong, fun and enthusiastic. Who will want to work with the best of the best? And what family couldn't get behind coworkers of this caliber for their loved one to enjoy? And for that, you know, I gotta say, I'm I'm very thankful that my husband, especially, can want that he fell in love with this profession. He fell in love with it since he he started volunteering for his fellow firefighters. And I truly believe for him it is a gift that I know. Not only does he love to share to his community, but he loves sharing with his family. I do love hearing about his stories sometimes. There are times where I can't really seem to want to hear it because it just depends what it involves or who it involves. So, um, but don't. And then, of course, I will tell him that, you know, hey, I'm uncomfortable. But, you know, I do love hearing of his successes. And I do love hearing, you know, what he's accomplished. I can't talk today because I'm trying to hold this baby. Accomplished, especially during a call. Even if it's the smallest call. Alright, <laughs> you got Mike at the end of each chapter for the last time, ladies and gentlemen. You know, he loves to put his little deals here. So, I'm going to pick one. And this one says, looks like we made it. Every New Year's Eve, Ann and I do the exact same thing. We hold each other, share a kiss, and say, we've made it another year. Despite all the challenges the world fighting, fighting firefighting and life itself has thrown at us we've made it finances are always difficult health varies and the family has its ups and downs our work is at times amazing and others a, a drag in short our lives are just like yours but we have held each other tight kept each other going and believed in each other's dreams we've never given to the culture's mad dash to seek self-burst at all costs what we dreamed of having when we knelt before god and pledged our lives to each other remains our goal the challenges of firefighter marriage are real. Our desire to love each other and enjoy life remains our strongest weapon in meeting those challenges. We are determined to win. Our prayer is that you will find encouragement and answers to some of your own challenges in the book and that you'll never stop believing in your firefighter marriage, 
believe in your own dream and don't ever stop. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to sniff because I started crying. Okay, and that makes we come to our conclusion. Mike writes, as a concluding note to what we hope has been enjoyable, meaningful, and beneficial book, we hope that you'll reach high in your marriage. Don't settle for more cohabitation or being friendly roommates. Strive for the passionate intimacy we've heard can happen. It can. Commit to selfless service of your spouse and meeting their deepest needs. You will. Build a lifetime of trust and sharing that will be a more significant accomplishment than anything else you pursue in the fire department or in life. It's worth it. Be a soulmate, not just a soulmate, like your foot, your soul of your foot. <laughs> this is truly a dream worth dreaming, and Anne will tell you why. Mike. <laughs> and so therefore, Anne says, a mate. We all long for a mate, a companion, a match that turns our single into a pair. Someone to hang with, a talk to, and hopefully share the deepest physical intimacy. Spend holidays with someone who keeps us from being alone, a trusted friend, a committed relationship, a mate. But there isn't just one kind of mate. There are, in fact, two. They sound the same, but in reality and meaning, they are in infinitely different. A few questions you should ask yourself as you read further. Or, of course, I, I don't think I'm going to read them to you. I might read a couple, but which kind of mate do you prefer to have? And which kind are you willing to be a soulmate or a soulmate? Well, a soulmate, like the one on your foot, soul, singular, exclusive, the only one. I will have sex with just you and no other. Mahoganous and committed to be for now and possibly longer if things go well. I will share with you and only you my physical presence for as long as the relationship lasts. Now, a soulmate, like, oh my gosh, my soulmate. The soul, the spiritual part of the person, their morals, their emotional warmth, their vital face or essence of heart, substance, individuality, and disposition. This is what I will share with you. My deepest thoughts and nobler qualities of affection, honor, duty, poetry, reverence, and beauty. I will long for your company as well as your touch. We will have a connection beyond that which is just physical and I will share it with you all days of my life. And there's many other like different differentiate Initiations of soul and soulmate um, that she has written here to list. Um, Anne has a little note for us as well before we leave this chapter. Our long love reveals a realm be beyond the ordinary, the miraculous, the eternal, the divine. And the fact that such a marriage is possible leads us to belief in a God who designed us so perfectly for each other and then with his guiding hand joined us as one flesh. You are my destiny, my, my one true love, my soulmate. Which will you be? Will you settle for, settle for soul, an exclusive mate only, or one that works but has no real spiritual depth? It's all very nice, it's all very easy, but not very good. Or will you aspire to the next level, passionate, intimate connection that brings you fire and electricity and meaning to your marriage? Is it the greatest risk of all to bear your soul to another, to lay it all down on the altar of self-sacrifice? Soul or, or soul, firefighter couples, you decide. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of Challenges of a Firefighter Marriage Season 3. Um, 
first I just want to say how eye-opening, again, it has been to reread everything, um, even for myself, because, you know, we're only human. There are times we will forget, especially as spouses, you know, what we need to do or, you know, how hard it is for us. Um, and then we kind of shut down communication altogether because we get so afraid of certain things and to say that certain things and to do certain things for our spouse who firefights, you know, who's in the front lines of, at all times. And I know sometimes my husband tends to, you know, freeze up when it comes to how will my wife feel about this? Even though I really want to do it, but will she be mad? Will she be heartbroken? You know, will she feel like she's always left alone at the house with the kids? I mean, I know he has his fears too. I know he has his wars in his head like I do. But let me tell you something. He is my soul mate. He is my S-O-U-L-M-A-T-E. He is my soul mate. He is not just inclusive. He is also my encouragement, my my best of communication. He is my most intimate partner. He is pretty much the person that makes me whole. Um, if he's, you know, having a bad day, then I'm having a bad day. If he's sad, then I'm sad. Pretty much our emotions are entwined with each other. Um, we have been through ups and downs. Our relationship will never be perfect. And let me tell you something. It's gotten to the point where we thought it wasn't going to be anymore um, when it came to really fighting the toughest battles. But I re can assure you that if you're willing to not only put in the work and the tools, but the compassion and the kindness and learning to understand each other and changing your perspective, then you've got a chance. You've got a chance to live a happy, fulfilled, married life. And this can also pertain to people who are not on the force or who are not in uniform. I mean, and you just have a regular marriage, um, you know, or you're trying to fix a relationship. It doesn't have to pertain just to this specifically, this category. The whole, it as a whole is pretty much marriage, okay? And I want you to remember, it's, you got to just be able to have each other's backs, technically. And putting in the work 100% from each of you, not just 50-50, 100% from each of you to make it like 200% or even more than that. Of course, it's never going to be perfect and you can't expect it. If you have high expectations of marriage should just be perfect, then your marriage is going to fail the test. It is going to fail every single test that is thrown at you from life. That's for sure. So I hope you guys enjoyed this season. I know that it has been rough to hear certain things to you know, or, you know, it's been awesome to have go, aha, um, or light bulbs have clicked on, um, is made you feel less alone as a, sp a firefighting spouse or a spouse who has someone in uniform, you know, but, um, I know, like I said, it's, it's a good refresher and I'm going to keep this book. 
I don't think I'm going to give it to any, I'm going to pass it down to anyone just yet. Um, I know it's probably going to be my go-to when I'm feeling certain ways and I need to remind myself or I need to rework a muscle that's becoming weak. That's for sure. Um, but again, happy Veterans Day to the past, present, and future. No matter what uniform you're in, you're still in uniform, you're still serving your country, no matter where you're at, in my eyes. Um, and of course, remember those who have fallen um, and bestowed upon us our freedom. And I know that doesn't feel feel like it right now, the way it, how society and politics has made it, but just try to keep the faith that Something good is going to come our way soon and hoping for the best. So, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry if you heard that. My husband's texting me. It's lunchtime. Um, I just hope you guys have a good one. Have a good weekend. Um, might start out season four soon. Sooner than probably. I was going to wait till after Thanksgiving, but I might want to start it before then. Have a good one, guys.